Welcome to the 6AM Run Podcast. My name is Mark Paisant. I'm an avid runner, a certified personal trainer, a 6AM Run ambassador, and host of the show. Be sure to head over to the website, 6amrun.com, to sign up today to get 20% off of your first order. Now, let's start the show. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the, I was about to say relatively normal, you guys know me from that show, the 6am run podcast, that is not the first time I've done that, I've uh, recorded both shows this week, but uh, I am going to stick to 6am right now, we have a good show, we have, no, scratch that, we have a great show for you today, we have um, Tim James from chemicalfreebody.com and so much more so much more but as always before we get to tim this show is brought to you by 6am run and 6am run.com head over to that website to sign up to get 20 percent off of your first order again that is tim james j-a-m-e-s if you're looking for him online, chemicalfreebody.com. But there's so much more. Like I said, Tim, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Why don't you go and just introduce yourself to our audience? Well, Mark, I first off want to thank you for having me on your show. And um, I am here to serve. I thank you listeners for tuning in. And uh, my goal is that you're going to learn something amazing or maybe something that was already amazing uh, that you forgot to do. And now you're going to do it and get some results in your life. So let's move your li- let's move everybody's life forward a little bit, Mark. Let's move everyone's life forward. So you have made appearances on TV, radio, of course, obviously podcasts, um, and you have started and in, in you know chemical free. And first, before we even dive into that and because we we're going to spend plenty of time on that let's kind of talk about the beginning stages of this what got you into this space what told tim that you need to be in a space that you empower people you help them you know become healthier and better versions of themselves how do you how did you get to where you are now well it was an alien just kidding (laughs) <laughs> that came later. <laughs> and that's the show, people. We appreciate you. No, I'm sorry. Go on, Tim. No, so, uh, well, I am I grew up on a farm in eastern Oregon, give my background. Uh, total redneck, hunting and fishing. We raised Hereford cattle, grass hay, alfalfa hay a little bit. And um, we had a big old garden. So um, I spent a lot of time in nature, man. I, was, I put myself through college cutting firewood and delivering it to people for $80 a quarter. Now it's like... $300 a cord. I could have made a lot more money, but you know, I guess things go up. And um, I played baseball at a high level. So I was a big, big time athlete. I played baseball for 30 years. And then, um, you know, I moved to the big city of Portland, uh, actually for baseball. But then I ended up having, you know, a couple kids and a wife and the mortgage in the house. And I found myself, uh, you know, uh, as a financial advisor. And I found myself 42 pounds overweight. <laughs> so that kind of crept up on me. 
Um, the bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits um, took their toll over the years, and the donuts, the maple bars, all that stuff, and basically the standard American processed uh, food grown in denatured soil. We'll probably talk about that. I had no idea, dude. Um, I thought that, you know, I, I was my tax dollars were going to the FDA, and they were going to protect me, and I had no idea that there was poison in the grocery store. So um, I, I was a, you know, I was a byproduct of this crappy, disgusting poison food system that we're in nowadays it's destroying and undermining all of our health and i had eczema on my knee i had a huge patch on my and also on my elbows the cracking and bleeding i'd be doing presentations to for clients with my white shirt you know financial advisor take my jacket off it's hot and and people are like your arm's bleeding and it was like you know because my elbow would crack and bleed and it would stick to my shirt and i can't tell you how many nights i went home and i had to take a hot shower to get my it with my shirt on to get my shirt off because it was very painful so elbows knee cracking and bleeding and then i got another skin issue on my shoulder i'm 42 pounds overweight i got acid reflux so bad i'm eating tons and roll age 24 7 um doctor wanted me to go on prilosec but it sounded like an alien so i didn't do it uh nothing against the aliens out there i love y'all um but uh you know it was like i was miserable and then i had this brain fog and i went from this athlete that could do anything to i could barely walk i couldn't even run around a track one lap you know that's where i was and the only exercise i got was walking my dogs because they couldn't walk themselves i had that responsibility um then it got worse um then i started pooping blood um i had uh red blood coming out bright red blood from anal tears and then i also had uh, this dark red blood coming out from uh some internal bleeding and so i had severely compromised digestive tract and that was a very painful experience. So for me, being the A-type outgoing guy, um, I, I was my world was shrinking. Like if I went to the beach or something, I wasn't embarrassed to take my shirt off anymore because I was overweight because pretty much everybody else was. Um, but it was because my arms looked like salamanders and it was cracked. It was just embarrassed of my skin because of all the blood and stuff. And then so elbows bleeding, knees bleeding. Now my butt's bleeding. And this went on for two and a half years, this rectal bleeding. Then finally... Uh, to cap it off, I'm down in Peru with my wife. She's from Lima, Peru, and her dad, who was a medical doctor who had never taken a vacation in over 30 years. Literally, he was just a workaholic. And he was sitting out there enjoying himself. We, and we just had a wonderful time for a few days until we were out doing our little deep sea fishing deal. And um, I was bent over. I just wasn't feeling good. Everybody, the, the captain of the ship, her dad, everybody, oh, he's got motion sickness. I'm like, no. You guys don't understand. I'm a hunting, fishing fool. I've been out in the Oregon coast tons. I've been to Hawaii. I fish never. It's not that. I got home. It didn't get better. And then he checked me out. He's like, "What's wrong with you?" And I'm, "How come you're not getting better?" And I'm like, uh, and he's like, "Oh my god, we got to get you to the hospital. Uh, you need emergency surgery. You're gonna die." And I'm like, "Well, dude, we're we're just south of Ecuador. We're up in northern Peru in a place called Tumbes. So we." Load up all our stuff. I'm bent over at a 90 degree angle because I cannot walk erect. I'm in so much pain. Hobbled into the car. We get down to the airport. Just missed the plane flight by 20 minutes. There's only one plane, one plane that would leave there. I think it was every 12 or 24 hours. So very remote. And he's like, he's freaking out. He's like, we got to get him to a hospital. So they rented a, a, a van and we drove six hours down this bumpy, bumpy, super bumpy road to the next, down the coastline of Peru to the next town called Peora that had a um, had a hospital. And let me tell you what, man, that was the most mir- miserable experience of my life. So my stomach felt like uh, it, was, it was so much pain. Every bump on that road was like somebody stabbing me with an ice pick. And it was very painful. 
tell you how bad it was when I got there. I was completely soaked. All my clothes were wet from the sweat. The paper money in my wallet was wet. That's how much I'd been sweating. And so my wife kind of held my head. I went through that ordeal. I got to the hospital. And now I'm in a third world country in a hospital in the examination room looking above me. And all I can see is bugs flying all over the place. Thousands, you know, hundreds of bugs. And I'm looking at the stuff on the countertops. And it looks like it's very used from the 60s. And all I'm thinking is like, this is not a good situation. I've paid into my health insurance all these years, never need it. Now I do. And I can't even use the damn thing. So what he didn't want them to operate on me in that place. So he had him dope me up with a whole bunch of stuff. I could walk straight up again. No problem. I was really happy. I don't know what they gave me, but they gave me something. And um, he was on the phone booking the OR at his state of the art facility hospital in Lima that he worked at. And he ran the whole hospital. So I was basically put on a commercial airplane flight immediately. And I was life flighted to Lima. And nobody knew that it was a life flight. It was a commercial airline. And so he sat right next to me and monitored me the whole flight there. And I got off the plane flight and went into a taxi to the hospital on a gurney right into surgery. And I spent the rest of my vacation in um, surgery and recovery. And so I learned a couple very, very valuable lessons from that experience. Uh, number one, I don't ever want to go into a hospital again. I was very, very thankful for the doctors and the nurses in the emergency crisis care situation there, the emergency room. They did a great job. They operate on me and they saved my life. And I want to thank every nurse and every doctor out there that's doing this type of work. That's the part of our medical system today that shines <clears throat> for the most part. It's the other part, the palliative care, the chronic disease care that's complete miserable F minus. And the whole system needs an overhaul. Um, the second thing that I learned was that my poor health doesn't affect just me. It affects everybody else around me. My wife and I had planned that trip for years, a year in advance, thousands of dollars, her dad, first vacation. And uh, poor bastard ended up taking care of me back in the hospital again. <laughs> so, you know, it was, it was a terrible thing. So our health affects other people because then, you know, I still wasn't even well. She had to wheelchair me back into the States and, and then take care of me for another week as I finished my recovery in the United States. So, um, you know, that was my experience. Um, then after that, um, I got back home and I wanted to get better, but I didn't know what to do. I tried high fat, low fat, high carb, low carb, high protein, low protein, five meals a day. I actually tried juicing once, but I was juicing a bunch of sugary stuff and I didn't lose any weight after 30 days. So the juicer ended up in the cupboard. And then, um, a buddy of mine on my baseball team, Kalei Mahoy got diagnosed with stomach cancer and went through that whole ordeal and the chemo and all that crap. And and uh, ended up dying in hospice, 80 pounds under his weight. He looked like uh, somebody from Auschwitz. And this guy was, he was the fittest looking guy on our team. He probably had like a, probably like a 12 pack abs. I mean, he was ripped, um, but he chewed tobacco. So we figured maybe that trickled down into his stomach and oh, okay, well, you know, you shouldn't do that. And he got cancer. Well, my aunt had died of cancer, skin, uh, melanoma skin cancer is spread to her lungs. And then my grandma had died of brain cancer. So my experience was cancer. You get it you die. That's all I'd see. Uh, the people closest to me. Well, after that, my buddy Charles at age 43 gets diagnosed with um, chronic lymphocytic leukemia. Try to say that fast three times. Uh, I couldn't even pronounce it for the first three months. It's a supposedly incurable blood cancer. He breaks the news to me and says, hey, um, there's not much I can do here, but I'm going to go to this place in Florida called the Hippocrates Wellness Center. Uh, they're kind of an old detox, nutrition, healthy food place. Will you go with me to support me? And I didn't even hear what he said, but I'm just like, all I heard was cancer and will you support me? I'm, like, I'm in, dude, whatever you need. 
No idea what I'm getting myself into. Um, I went through the program with him, and they January 1st, 2011, I flew to from Portland, Oregon to West Palm Beach, Florida, to the Institute, and they started educating us on how the human body actually works and how we're part of nature and how we need to flood our body with nature and get the toxins out and reduce our stress, and we did just that. First day I was there, my acid reflux was gone. Uh, by the third day, I wasn't feeling too hot. I was going through these detox symptoms, uh, a.k.a., uh, you know, they call it a Hertz reaction in the medical community. Um, they, at Hippocrates, they called it doing surgery without a knife. <laughs> so you're doing your own surgery uh, by changing your lifestyle. Now, the first class was called internal awareness. And this doctor comes out and he's really buff and fit. And he had just turned 50, which is kind of ironic because that's how old I am today. I'm 50. So, I mean, I turned 50 June 7th, uh, 2023. So I'm 50 now. And I looked at this guy and I was like, wow, this guy looks amazing. Like he looks like he's maybe 40. So he gives this talk and he was trying to convince us to do colon hydrotherapy. Have you heard of this? I have, unfortunately. Well, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on <laughs> which side you're on. But yes, I have. <laughs> well, I hadn't heard of it. So for the listeners, if you haven't heard of colonics or colon hydrotherapy, now mind you, I just flew like I don't even know, 2,500 miles or something to help my friend with cancer. And like three days into it, I'm not I'm not feeling that hot. I've got night sweats. I'm irritable. I'm you know I'm not sleeping well. I'm going through all this. I have a metallic taste coming out of my tongue. Tongue as these heavy metals are actually in my body. Um, there's no meat at this place, and I grew up hunting and fishing. I thought I was going to die, and uh, plus my ego's wrapped around the whole thing because I thought if I don't have meat, I'm going to die. No protein, and and so. Um, the, the, the point was, he said, the, the colonic or colon hydrotherapy is where you sit on, they insert a tube rectally and water goes gently in and out of your colon for about an hour and it cleans your colon. Why the heck would you want to do that? I was thinking, well, here's why. The average person is carrying around six to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material in the colon and it's killing you. The colon is not supposed to be a storage tank. It is a waste removal system. The food we eat is supposed to pass through us and out. And what's happening because of not drinking enough water and the processed foods and stress uh, we're, and all these synthetics that we're consuming, it's it's getting all gummed up in there. That's what's happening, right? And genetically modified foods and hybrid foods and all this crap that they put in us and in the food. We actually, we buy it. Uh, we're just like, oh, I'll take it. I mean, you know, we're paying for poison basically. And, um, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, that sounds kind of scary, but... I elbowed Charles. I said, hey, man, I came here to help you, but I ain't doing that deal. Okay. So, you know, you can go do that yourself. You're the one with cancer. I'm fine. Even though I'm bleeding rectally, my elbows, I got eczema all over my body. I got this other skin issue. I have no energy. I have mental fog. I'm not, you know, I'm just a mess. Um, I'm not doing that deal. But the doctor knew that people like me were going to show up. He knew that people were going to show up with a big ego around them and a lot of fear. And so he... He showed us four virtual colonoscopies where they went inside of people. Three of the people were unhealthy. One was a person that had been on this lifestyle for about a while, and they were healthy. The first person was a 24-year-old female that had a thyroid disorder and thrush. This is a yeast infection. They go inside of her colon. What do you expect to see inside of somebody's colon, Mark? Brown stuff. <laughs> right. that, that's what that's I was going to say. That, yeah, I was going You're to gonna go, see yeah. something. Yeah, it's a you know it's it's the the brown stuff, mm -hmm. and guess what? Her colon was white and yellow. It was so overgrown with yeast, and I looked at it and I was like, oh my god, that's not good. Then they went to the next guy, sixty-five year old male with colon cancer and parasites. Inside of his colon, black like tar and white worms, literally crawling around. 
And I'm looking at this thing and going, whoa. I'm thinking, well, that guy must be for a third world country. The doctor turns around, this fit guy, Dr. Uh, I'll think of his name. Um, and uh, awesome dude. Uh, Scott. Dr. Scott. Uh, God, I can't believe I forget it. But anyway, um, he turns around and he said, by the way, these parasite things are not a third world affair. I'm like, is he reading my mind? He's like, easily, easily, 50% of you are going to see these parasites exiting your stools over the next three weeks on this lifestyle reset program. Easily. And because those are tapeworms, hookworms, and pinworms. And some of the, you'll see the big long ones coming out. You know, you hear about this stuff. Other ones, like people's stool would be white, fuzzy, all these parasites. But he goes, those are just a few of them. There's microscopic ones and they're living, they're all over your body. And, and all of them are drinking your drinks. They're eating your food. They're urinating and defecating you, creating more acid. They create this biofilm to protect themselves and house heavy metals that come through you. And then they also have sex and have thousands of eggs. And I'm just like, oh my God, what is going on here? I'm like, and now I'm thinking that colon hydrotherapy thing sounding pretty good about now. So we go to the next slide in the end of the video. And it's a 45-year-old woman with breast cancer. And again, inside of her, black like tar, a little bit of brown stuff. It just didn't look good. Then they went to the healthy person. Inside of that person, you could see the pink lining of the colon and the brown stuff that you would expect. And that's when the light bulb went off in my head. And I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, I got it for myself. I'm like, this is an inside game. I, gotta t I, I can't see what's inside of me. We take really good care of our hair and our makeup. We do all this stuff. We put our suit and our tie on. We get all fit and do all our thing. But what about the inside? And this is for those of you listening. And I know you have, a, you know, this is the 6 a.m. run crowd, right? Well, what I found out at that institute was over 80% of the people that are fit and healthy are, are inside or dying slowly and you don't even know it yet. And it's just a matter of time for it happens. And I've coached close to 700 people through this process now. And I've worked with a lot of athletes. I've worked with bodybuilders that shut down in the 40s and 50s. Their bladder shut down. Their digestive tract shut down. All this stuff. And we, they've been able to turn it around, but you can't see it, so you don't pay attention to it. So I sign up for the colon hydrotherapy. The next day, they weigh me. I do it for about an hour. I come out. They weigh me again. Mark, I dropped 11 pounds of nasty funk and gunk and junk that have been lining my colon. Now, the record at the Institute... They had over 600,000 people through the door at the time in 2011. The record was one lady. They weigh everybody before and after. She had dropped 27 pounds of nasty, disease-causing garbage that was lining her colon, her 5- to 7-foot colon, in one one-hour colon hydrotherapy session, one colonic. Now, for me, I'm a very visual guy. So I'm thinking, what weighs 27 pounds? <laughs> and the first thing I thought of was my dog. <laughs> That's a, I have a medium-sized lab. And she had a medium-sized dog fall out of her butt. <laughs> and I also thought about a 25-pound dumbbell. And I was like, that's pretty heavy. That's all. I mean, could you imagine pooping out a 25-pound dumbbell? <laughs> that's crazy. And so I got these visuals in my head. And I'm like, well, I had like a 10-pound dumbbell fall out of me, which is still crazy. Think about that. I mean, it's insane. And so, but this is the average. And as much as we laugh at it, like the Royal Society of Medicine said that 85% of all disease starts in the colon. And after dealing with these 700 coaching students and helping thousands of people worldwide, I can tell you, I concur. It's an inside job. We have got to get this mess cleaned up. Your digestive tract is the driving engine of your health. This is where you get one of your primary fuels and where you actually store up the second fuel, which is the fat reserves. 
that are produced with ketones and stuff like that. We burn through them when we when we water fast. But so I, I'm like blown away with all this stuff. But what ends up happening, man, is the next day at lunch, we're having lunch, and this lady has a parasite crawling out of her eye. And we've seen this, like other people would have them coming out of pores in their skin and stuff. And I've had people go, oh, that's BS. That's not happening. I'm like, dude, I was there. I saw it. And I was like, you have a parasite crawling out of your eye. And she's like, oh, my God. I'm like, don't get it in your salad. And she runs off to the bathroom. And so, uh, you know, why is this happening? Okay. Par- uh, viruses, bacterium, yeast, mold, fungus, parasites, mutagens, cancers, they love a very highly acidic and low oxygen environment. Stressful standard American lifestyle and diet gives you just that. All these processed foods deliver you a very acidic, low oxygen diet. Okay. People are, people even breathe shallow nowadays, right? And oxygen levels are now lower than they have been in 300 years. The earth goes through cycles, but um, 300 years ago, the ice core sample showed that oxygen levels were at 30%. We're about 15 to 17 now. In some inner cities, 9 to 12%. So and there's oxygen bars and all this weird shit going on, right? So when you, when you, we had, a, what, what, what we were doing is we were changing the internal terrain of our body. We went from this low oxygen, high acid lifestyle to a high oxygen, very highly alkaline lifestyle. We changed the internal terrain. Just like a polar bear or a penguin, if they were dropped off on Miami Beach, they're going to be like, to heck with this place. I'm out of here. They're hopping in the. They're gonna go. They're gonna go south. Let me turn that on. They're gonna go south. They're gonna go south or north, and they are going to swim to the Antarctica or they're gonna go to the North Pole because that's not a conducive environment for them. That's why the parasites were leaving. Mark is because they don't like oxygen. They don't like alkaline, and so things start exiting the body stage left and some of it most of it comes out through the bowels but other times it'll go through defecation urination perspiration um menstruation for women and um forgot the other one but there's four urine so it's defecation urination perspiration respiration Mm -hmm. and for women the fifth pathway of elimination menstruation that's why one of the reasons I think women live a little bit longer, they have a fifth detoxification pathway. They pathway they get to dump stuff every month. Seriously. I don't have any proof on that, but it's my belief. Um, so after after you know going through this, um, I wasn't feeling too good. And then they said usually by Thursday or Friday you're gonna wake up and feel awesome. And I was like, please be Thursday, please be Thursday. I don't want to go through I literally I went to bed at like 8, 8 p.m. I just wanted the day to be over, right? And uh, I woke up Friday morning, dude, and, and I and I felt I felt amazing. I felt unbelievable. And I looked at Charles and we kind of did our little routine in the morning. We drank our lemon lime water and we went and got our wheatgrass shot and we drank our green juice. And, or excuse me, we worked out. Then we did our sauna and the cold plunge, hot cold plunge and all that stuff. Then we did the green juice. We're walking back to our little hacienda. And I looked at Charles and I'm like, dude, do you feel as good as I do? I'm like, man, my arms are tingling with energy. I'm like ready to go like, dude, I go run a marathon or something. Because he'd been talking about marathons, wanting to do one forever because his sister had done a bunch of them. And I was like, my brain is clear as a bell. I'm like, I've dropped 11 pounds of crap. <laughs> you know, um, I, I, it didn't really matter. I dropped I, on the scale. I was 11 pounds lighter too. I'm just like, this is great. I said, Charles, we've discovered the fountain of youth. This is what everybody's looking for. But nobody, it's like it's so simple. It's nature. And we are nature. It's that simple. I mean, your body's mostly made of what? Nature, water, you find that in nature, rivers, creeks, streams, ponds. Your gut microbiome or the bacteria in your gut is the same microbiome that's in the soil. 
And your bones are made of what? Minerals. Where do you get that? From the minerals in the soil. And when you die, your body breaks down into the soil. It's a cycle of life. We just plug back into nature. That's all it was. We got rid of this. We learned how to mitigate the stress. We got the toxins out of our body. We flooded our body with living nutrition. And we came back to life. In a little over two and a half years, my buddy would healed himself of this incurable cancer right in front of my face. And me, I dropped the 42 pounds in 60 days. Literally fell off of me. I was running around telling everybody, Charles is going to heal cancer. We got this, we're going to eat sprouts and drink green juices. It's saving, it's saving the world. And everybody thought I was crazy. Like, you can't cure cancer. You can't do that. In fact, I didn't believe it when I was there either. I was very skeptical. I'm like, how could this podunk place be helping people with cancer? <laughs> we got race for the cure, billions of dollars spent, our best minds on it. Well, guess what? It works. Nature works. The medical system is broken. The food system is broken. The political system is broken. The judicial system is broken. Working class Americans, we got to get off our butt and become our own doctors and learn how to self-heal. That institute is named after Hippocrates, the father of, you know, medicine, right? Western medicine. Doctors have to take what's called the Hippocratic Oath. I will do no harm when they graduate medical school. But that <laughs> they forgot what he said. He said, he literally said, let thy food be thy medicine and thy medicine be thy food. And everybody's probably heard that statement. But another one that doesn't get coined too often, he said, he who is not his own doctor is a fool. So the doctors take an oath based on Hippocrates, I will do no harm, but they didn't listen to the other two. He who is not his own doctor is a fool, and thy food is thy medicine, let thy medicine be thy food. A doctor's job, if you look up the Latin root word, is teacher. How many of you are going to the doctor today and getting educated on how to live your life and become your own doctor? It's starting to happen, but it's a slow uptake, right? The medical system's broken. So that's where we're at. Um, I healed myself. My friend healed himself. I can't stop talking about it. I left financial services. I've had 5,500 people to my home for these detox, nutrition, dinner classes. And uh, my garage got turned into a sprout growing operation. I delivered sprouts and wheatgrass and all kinds of stuff to um, living foods to uh, 40 to 60 cancer patients a week. And I've never looked back. Um, finally started my company chemical free body and we've been educating people and supplying them with products to detox and flood their body with nutrition and and just give them the you know honest information that works in the real world that is an fascinating fascinating unbelievable like it's what a great i mean apart from you know you poop in blood like i i'm very sad that 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 happened to you and i'm glad that it's not happening anymore but um just a, f a fascinating story, and I think so many things can be taken from it. And, and you're absolutely right about people being their own doctors and and actually being educated on things like this. Let's talk a little bit about Chemical Free Body and what is actually offered there, because um, you're talking about getting people into a, a lifestyle that is actually conducive with health getting them into a lifestyle that's conducive with taking their own health into their own hands and not relying on outside sources or not, you know, continue eating poor food. But we're, again, we're talking about lifestyle changes for a lot of us. And it's not, and you even, in your story, you even mentioned it, you fought back against it. Is, is that ego in there? And, and, um, and I'm glad that you were able to turn it around, but you know, how do you help people now? You've, you've talked about the wheatgrass and the things you, you, you offer now, but what kind of lifestyle are you helping people get into so they can take control of their life? 
Good question. Uh, I would say it depends because, you know, everybody's unique and different. But for us, you know, we we start with the first thing, which is you have got to... I'm telling you right now, if you have cancer, you have any health issue, you want to lose weight, you want to sleep better, doesn't really matter what your issue is, fibromyalgia, colitis, Crohn's, diverticulitis, diverticulosis, ulcerative colitis. I can't believe I know all these little terms now. It's insane, right? Your body's jacked up. That's what's going on. And it's because you're out of frequency with nature. So the first thing is stress, because I'm telling you right now, emphatically, if you don't learn how to mitigate your stress and have a stress-free life and learn how to respond differently to what's happening around you, you're not going to heal. It's not going to happen. Don't kid yourself. But it's actually pretty easy to do. And it's not hard. And a lot of the stuff is free. It doesn't cost anything. Like literally. Like literally the, the best thing for you to do is do nothing. And I'll explain that in a minute. It's very powerful. So let's tell a story because it's easier. Uh, there's a bunny rabbit. Uh, actually, his name's Jack. He's a jack rabbit. And he's out in a clover patch and he's chomping the clover. He's in what's called rest and digest mode. The blood has left his or his arms, his legs, and it's into his organ systems, and he's digesting food. He's happy. He's chewing. Clover's great. He's chewing biophotons captured in the leaf of the plant. He's happy. Then all of a sudden, here comes the fox, because the fox is hungry, too. The fox takes off after that jackrabbit. The jackrabbit recognizes it. What happens mechanically, chemically, inside of that rabbit when he gets chased? He goes from rest and digest, parasympathetic nervous system mode, to fight or flight, sympathetic nervous system mode adrenaline spikes cortisol spikes he gets these special superpower chemicals so he can run faster have more acute energy the blood leaves his organ systems goes to his legs so he can dart out of there because it doesn't really matter if he digests foods at this point because he's going to be digested if he doesn't save his life he narrowly avoids the uh, the fox he makes it to the briar patch and inside there, man, his eyes are bugged out, his heart rate's elevated, his breathing's elevated, and slowly he starts calming down. Now, so what ended up happening was is he burned through those chemicals he created to save his life. Then he calms down, he sticks his head back out, fox is gone, he goes back out, back into rest and digest mode, back to munching the clover. He lives in the present moment, he don't give a crap about the past, he's, he's happy again, right? Let's compare that to the average American. <laughs> You wake up in the morning. Eh, 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 eh. That's going on. That's there's some stress there, and you pick up your phone and like uh, if you if social media and all this crap that you have to do, and then the news pops on and they'll tell you who died in your neighborhood and got murdered and killed every ten seconds, and you're around your town and you got to get the kids ready and stressful and kids ready to go, and then the kid spills food on his shirt. Oh my god, you got to change the shirt, and you road rage through traffic, and you get to work, and you're stressed out, and you're taking coffee and five-hour energy drinks and to stimulate your soup to get through the day i can't even tell me how many people they just have to get through the day if you're in that mode where you have to get through the day that's that's a check that's a check life light you got to look at that because that's not where you want to be all this stress relationship stress autistic children special needs kids nowadays going through the roof children with cancer number one killer our parents are getting alzheimer's and dementia we're having to take care of them Elderly, they can't, you know, I'm saying it's all the stress that we have today, <laughs> uh, financial stress, COVID, all this stuff we've had to deal with. You basically have hundreds of foxes chasing you all day long, spiking your cortisol, spiking your adrenaline. And guess what? You're not running and you're not fighting. You're not burning through those chemicals that were designed for those two purposes. And they become toxic killers in your body. 
every day degrading your health, destroying your immune system because you never use them. They're supposed to be used. We're in a constant state of fight or flight, and then eventually people's adrenal glands blow out, and, and this is what happens. So I can't tell you enough. If, if, this, if you don't get anything else out of this talk today, it's like you have to learn to mitigate your stress. Here's some solutions. Number one, breath work, meditation, prayer, getting outside in nature. Actually, one thing that's really powerful in nature is looking at nature's geometric patterns, a honeycomb, a spider web, stuff like this. It's it's amazing what it'll do. There are places in China right now, people pay money. They're all stressed out. They take away their cell phones, their laptops, and they put them out in nature and they heal. That's it. They just go out there, go go for a walk, get outside. They just spend all day in nature. They do this for a week or two. They come back and they like heal up. The stress drops. Um, we just had a, I'm, I, like I was telling you earlier, I'm, a, I, I, I'm the executive director of Mountains of Hope, uh, which is a healing resort in Medellin, Colombia. We had eight people there that came. We loved on them. And um, one of them was a nurse that was all stressed out because she left her job because she didn't want to participate in that broken model anymore. And she said that um, basically that, that she finally calmed down her nervous system. It took her a week at this place. It's out in nature. And so I can't impart to you how important this is. Infrared saunas will calm your nervous system. Um, you can have me back on. We can get an infrared sauna. It's a long story. But far infrared is the vibrational frequency of water in nature. And when you get into these things, they excite your water molecules and also your blood, which is made of water. And it calms your nervous system. Literally grabs you by the back of the neck and puts you into rest and digest mode. Um, exercise. Taking a quick little shower before you go to bed. Um, stretching, yoga, hanging around people that actually love and support you. All these things, getting away from the people that cause you stress or learning how to respond differently to whatever's going on. You have to reduce your stress or you're not going to heal. <clears throat> More importantly, you're just not going to be happy. So that would be number one. Uh, number two, real simple. Um, type in these three words when you leave this show. Umbilical cord chemical. Umbilical cord chemical. And you'll see the studies going back to 2005 um, that I saw where they test for like 400 chemicals. They find 250 of what they're looking for in the umbilical cord blood of newborn babies and young mothers who should be the healthiest people on the planet. And they're finding uh, 180 of those cause cancer in humans. 212 of these chemicals cause developmental and brain disorders. And they're in every single child being born today. Well, I got, I'm just going to be the bearer of lots of bad news and then give you the good news. They're testing the blood serum. The concentrations of these chemicals are 500 to 1,000% more concentrated in the fat and muscle tissue. So guys like me and Mark or anybody that's over baby age and young mother age, we've had more time to bioaccumulate these toxins from the air we breathe, the water we drink, the food we eat, the clothing that we wear. If you're not wearing natural fiber clothing, they're off-gassing chemicals into you even after 1,000 washes at 97%. Uh, dry, Nike Dry Fit, that kind of stuff, Lycra bras. I'm just telling you, it's not cool. Um, and guys, that's going to give you man boobs and lead to prostate cancer, women, breast cancer, ovarian cysts, uterine cysts, this type of stuff. So you want to wear natural fiber clothing. Shampoos, toothpaste. If your shampoo has sodium lauryl sulfate in it, it causes cancer. Um, if your toothpaste is harmful if swallowed, please contact the Poison Control Center. You might want to think about putting that shit in your mouth anymore. I mean, is if it's going to kill you with a lot, won't it? kill you a little bit every day when you brush your teeth absolutely but we don't stop to think because everybody's doing it we're just going along with the herd the success in life is doing the exact 880 degree opposite of what society's doing that's where most of success lies so i became very cognizant of my environment everything that comes into my body or touches my body 
And that's why I called my company Chemical Free Body. If we can get these man-made toxins, uh, the awareness to people and show them how to get them out, game changer. How do you do it? You know, stop putting them in um, and all these things. Get healthy shampoos, healthy soaps, healthy this, healthy clothes, healthy food, all this stuff. It's not sprayed with chemicals. And then the last thing is getting nutrition into your body. You know, we're no different. Uh, Americans are no different like I was than a starving child in Africa, except we have excess calories wrapped around all this nutrient deficient food. So we're literally malnourished, just like a starving child, yet we're overweight and obese. And so we have to plug our butts back into nature. And so what I tell people, just eat lots of fresh food. The fresher your food, the healthier you're going to be. It's that simple. Reduce your stress. Get the toxins out, stop putting them in, and then start flooding your body with good nutrition, and you'll have the same results pretty much that Charles and I did. He healed himself of cancer, and I healed myself all my gastrointestinal issues, all my skin issues, which were gut issues, and um, I got my mental clarity back and my energy back, and I'm 50, and I rock climb, I do uh, jujitsu, I trail run, um, I can do pretty much anything I want. I have no problems. I, 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 I at all, and my, I can keep up with my 20-year-old sons. In fact, they have to keep up with me, Mark, and I like that. I was waiting for that. I really was. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Um, and I, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> you know, it's there. There is. It's becoming more and more evident, and I'll speak personally for a second because a lot of these conversations I'm having nowadays is a lot to do with gut health and, and intestinal health and, and our, our insides. And it's not like the old ones we used to have where there was a bunch of buzzwords around and it's like, go eat yogurt and you'll be good. Like it's not, it's not that conversation anymore. It's more of the conversation about, you know, making sure people understand the importance of gut health and what that means and how that is affected by so many things and not just the food we eat, but by our our, our you know mental state, our the, the the way we intake bad stress, the way we cope with bad stress, the way um, the cortisol levels, which is which is one of the most important things I think we need to talk about now. But um, and and people can get a lot of that information from reliable sources, including yourself and Chemical Free body but the question i have um and because i always like to know more about the person that is that's doing these things because i i really feel for us to change for us to change the world for us to make this world a better place for you know i have a nine and eight year old and about to be ten and eight um and i really want to make sure that they understand their bodies, they understand what's good, what's bad, and not even putting it to good and bad, putting it to more of, you know, something that's going to be detrimental to your body versus something that's going to add value, um, efficient, you know, fuel versus inefficient fuel, things like that. But when you went through what you went through with your friend, it, it would have been easier for you just to be grateful. It would have been easy for you to just say, I, I did it. I'm good. I go back to enjoying life in a stressful environment of, of finance or, or, you know, whatever you wanted to do. But you had a thought that turned into a company that turned into a program and you wanted to assist others in the transitional and transformational changes that you had made. 
And I really want to know why you did that. Like, were you always a person who had others in the foreground? Is this something that you just thought you had to do? Why make that change and start helping others with the transition and, and transformations that you made? Well, I'll tell you how it started, right? So I come back home. I'm very well networked. I was a mortgage broker for nine years, a financial advisor for seven. I have tons of attorneys, CPAs, real estate people, mortgage people, property and casualty people, insurance agents, uh, life, uh, long-term, long-term care agents, um, appraisers, uh, contractors, builders. I was very well connected. That's how I had my business. I got referrals from all these people, right? When I came back, I was so excited about how good I felt. I was singing from the rooftops, telling everybody about how Charles was going to heal himself of cancer. And all my friends literally told me later they thought I was crazy. They literally thought I was nuts because I was going against the narrative of society. Well, 60 days after I dropped 42 pounds, my buddy John Taylor came over and give him a shout out. Hey, what's up, John? And uh, he... um, he saw me and he's like, dude, what the hell happened to you? Because when you see somebody and 60 days later, they've dropped 42 pounds. It's quite shocking. It's like, they're a different person, like literally. And he's like, what the hell did you do? I'm like, dude, I told you about all this, the sprouts, the green juices, the, the living foods, the, you know, I'm all this stuff that we learned, like reducing stress. He's like, and I had a big uh, thing that I built in my house. I was growing sprouts. And then I told him the whole spiel, and he's like, will you grow some of those sprouts for me? Because he was really into health. He was into jujitsu and kickboxing. And I was like, I was like, dude, I, I'm busy, man. It's like, I, I, you know, I got three comp- we had three locations, financial advisor, two kids. I'm coaching Little League, all this stuff. I'm like, I, you just grow it yourself, dude. And he's, he talked me into it. I'm like, fine, I'll grow you a tray or two. All right, great. Next day, he calls me up. He's like, hey, I'm coming over and bringing Eric Martinez. Another shout out for Eric. Another real estate agent. He brings Eric over. He's tell him, tell him, tell him your story. So I tell him the whole spiel, what happened to me and Charles. And he's like, well, you grow me some sprouts. And I was like, dude, what are you guys doing to me? You know? And so now between John and Eric, they start telling people, they start telling this little story. And Charles is out there telling his story too. And he's getting better. His blood works improving. He's not cancer free at this point, but he's it's white blood cells are dropping. They're dropping down into towards normal levels. And so because of the four of us started networking and turned into eight and 16 and 24, I started having people just showing up at my house, cancer patients, one after another, literally. I remember me and my wife, I'll never forget. She was like, we're going on a date night Friday, knock, knock, knock. Like literally right before we left, this lady shows up and she looks terrible. She'd been blasted with chemo and she said, they told me I have nothing. I have to put my affairs in order and there's nothing I can do. Uh, Can you help me? And I looked at my wife and I was like, I got to help this lady. And so I'm just like, put the date on hold. And um, I told her the spiel and I told her about the sprouts. And then after that, she left a couple hours later. And I told my wife, I said, I really apologize for our date night. But um, I think we should probably just start doing classes and make it a set night so it doesn't interfere with our time. So we started doing them on Wednesday nights. Those quickly filled up. And then Tuesday nights, those quickly filled up. And then I started speaking to nurse, nurse, uh, um at hospitals and churches and, and, and grocery stores on Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays. And it was consuming me. I'm growing sprouts now and I'm delivering to people in the morning in a suit and tie, I'm getting up at four in the morning, doing all this work, planting them and watering them and getting them ready. 
because I had I wanted them perfect for them. I wanted when I delivered them, I wanted a maximum efficiency, maximum nutrition, and I teach these people this stuff. And so um, that went on for a while, and um, then I had fifty five hundred people to my classes, and then I finally had to hire a guy to help me. And then we had drop spots at doctors' offices, so because we were you know driving all over Portland, traffic's horrible, so people started coming to drop spots to pick up the sprouts. And oh god, dude, it was like. I, I didn't see myself as somebody worthy enough to teach this stuff. Who am I? I'm Tim James. I'm I'm a redneck Eastern Oregon guy that was fat. And yeah, I lost some weight and healed myself, but what is that? It's like I'd helped 5,500 people at these classes. I got hugs. I mean, the, the stuff I saw, I'd see people coming over with tumors on the side of their face the size of a golf ball. Uh, the conversations that I've had with people. Um, trying, I just giving them love, man. Just trying to help them out because I'd been through. I lost a friend to cancer. I lost my aunt to cancer. I lost my grandma to cancer. I just trying to help people. So what ended up happening was um, I didn't value myself in the health space at all. I didn't see myself like that, and so I kept doing financial advising. Then one night, um, I get a, I'm just about ready to go to bed, and I get a call from my sister, and she calls me up. She's like, Tim. She's like my brother Troy our brother Troy she got Troy's been in an accident he's in the hospital at Silverton Hospital and I'm like because he's been in an accident he's in the hospital I'm like what hospital is he at she's like well he's at Silverton Hospital I'm like all right well I'll be there I'm, I'm, she's like Tim no no it's Tim stop stop and I'm like what she's like he didn't make it I'm like what she's like he died And it was like, I just remember going, what? You know, I was just so pissed off. I was just, just turned around. And I didn't have the skill set emotionally, spiritually to even deal with that stuff. So I knew I wasn't punching walls for the next six months. But I'd slam my bed like the Hulk. I get so mad because, I, I you know, I, I grew up, I was adopted. I was given up at birth because my mom was young. And my grandma, who would have kicked her out of the family. So she moved away and had me, and, and she didn't want to, but she gave me up an adoption. And then when I was 21, I met my brother. He's 15. My sister was 18. All of a sudden, I have this beautiful new family, and I, I went to a family reunion. It was awesome, and I was I looked more like my mom than my brother and sister. And it was kind of everybody was like, "Oh my God, you look more like Becky than anybody." And so to have a brother off poof out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden he's gone. He's taken away from me. And he had two little girls at the time and another bun in the oven. And so his wife was shell-shocked like the rest of us. And he was the nicest person in the world. Everybody loved Troy. Just such a good person. And I was sitting upstairs in my house at my desk. And I just remember going, I just, these rage would come up in me. And I remember that day I looked up and I screamed I'm like Troy what do you want me to do and I just I yelled at the top of my lungs I literally heard him like he was right next to me said do what you love and do it now and I when I heard that I picked up my phone and I called my mentor in the financial services industry Jeff and he was getting ready to retire and I was taking over this whole firm that's why all my friends were dude you got it made you got in with Jeff like he's a marketing machine yeah, that, that business was netting like 2.4 million a year at the time and by the time he finally transitioned probably four and I called Jeff up and I said, Jeff, I'm out. And he's like, what are you talking about, dude? 
I said, I'm out. I'm getting out of the financial services industry. He's like, what are you talking about? And I said, dude, my brother's dead. He went out doing what he's loved. He broke his neck mountain biking. And that's what happened to him. And I said, I'm not going to spend one more second on this earth not doing what I love. And I love I love helping people with their health. He's like, how are you going to make money? I'm like, I have no idea, but I'm going to go help people with their health. And I that was it. And I made that decision, and I bought a big dry erase board, and I just started... You know, I lived off my savings because I was very frugal with my money. I was a good steward of my money for quite some time until that ran out. Uh, growing sprouts worldwide and saving people with sprouts, I found out was going to be a little bit harder task than I thought because of the E. coli and the salmonella scares and all that stuff, which is bullshit. Uh, there's more people getting sick from E. coli and salmonella from eggs every year than sprouts, for sure. It's like four and a half times. I looked all this stuff up. But if you have a restaurant and you get a C rating from the inspector, they'll let you stay in business. But if you get a B rating as a sprout grower, they shut you down. You have to have an A rating. And I, I talked to sprout growers all over the world, United States and I was because I was going to do this. And so, um, uh, so that didn't work. Uh, so then I eventually started Chemical Free Body. I, I started coaching people for free for like two and a half years. And then I finally hired a coach and I said, hey, man, I need some help because I'm I want to be in the health industry, but I'm, I'm, I'm almost out of money. <laughs> so it's like, can you help me? And, and, he, and then he was like, how much do you charge a month for your coaching? I'm like, well, I don't charge anything. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I go, well, I, I, I said, this is such a gift. Getting my health back was such a gift. And he's like, well, let me ask you a question. How much have you invested in your health? I'm like, I don't know, like a hundred grand. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, how much did you pay me? And I said, well, whatever. I can't remember what 500 bucks from. He's like, and I, I charged you half because you saved my health. You say, helped me save my life twice. <laughs> he goes, you're the healthiest guy I know. You know more about health than anybody I've ever met. You're more passionate about it than anybody I've ever met. He goes, from this day forward, you're going to start charging something. So he goes, I, I, I don't even know what to charge. I feel guilty. He's like, you're going to start charging $97 a month. That's where we're going to start. And then we doubled it and doubled it and doubled it. And now it's like, um, it's very expensive to get coached by me. I don't even hardly take on any clients anymore. I've coached so many people, man, 700 through this process now. I've, I've got a skill set of learning what works and what doesn't work. And I, for 13 years, I've been like, what else have I been lied to about what I eat, what I drink, what I wear, what comes into my body and helping other people through the spirit. And, and then the health stuff went into the emotional and spiritual stuff. So that's how I got started doing this. And I finally built up my confidence to the point where it's not an ego thing now, but I know I can help people if they're willing to help themselves. That's where it's at right now. So that's how I, you know, started chemicalfreebody.com. And I got Dr. Treadway on staff with me to help make my formulas. He's a wonderful human being. He passed away last year from a botched uh, back surgery. Um, actually, the second person in about four years of my bestest friends that have died on routine back surgeries. Um, but, you know, here I am. I keep going and um, I'm very excited about helping people. And and now the phone rings off the hook and it's fun. It's fun. Well, Tim, um, th thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, I, I can't even imagine the pain of that night. Um, but I think we all can take you know, do what you love and do it now to heart. A lot of us need to hear that. Not Hopefully not in those circumstances, but I think if you're hearing it right now, I think it's something that we really need to take to heart. I appreciate you opening up like that and, and, and telling that story. And yes, you do deserve 
<laughs> to get paid what you're worth. Like you didn't believe you may, if yeah, you, you definitely deserve. And that's me talking to Tim and talking to everybody else out there too. Um, Cause I know that feeling of thinking, I just want to, I want to give this to people. Like it's a gift. I want, I understand that. That's a very, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's, it's, I appreciate it. It is very empathetic of a person to think that way, but um, you're, they're not paying for their time with you. They're paying for all the things you've done in the past to get to where you are now. So um, if people want to keep up with you um, or learn more about what you're doing, I understand they can go to chemicalfreebody.com. How else can they keep up with you um, online? Uh, well, we besides the website at chemicalfreebody.com, I am back on social media, kind of. <laughs> so the, my Facebook Live got taken away. YouTube shut my channel down because I talk about truth, freedom, and health all the time. And I'm pretty unabashed about it. And so I, I really am for the working class. And I want to empower people to become their own doctor and learn to self-heal. So you can find me on uh, also Facebook at Chemical Free Body. Instagram, Chemical Free Body, and TikTok, believe it or not. <laughs> Chemical Free Body. I can't believe it. Like, my, I got a TikTok app because my son got like 60,000 followers in six months, and I wanted to see what he was doing. And I, and I so I downloaded the app and got all that stuff. And then I said, oh, give me your uh, handle so I can look you up. He's, and he wouldn't give it to me. He still hasn't. So I don't know what he's doing over there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he won't give me the um, damn app. So I never used it. And now I have other people posting for me. So uh, I, <laughs> I, listen, I, I, I have two daughters, like I said, who are very young. And I'm, I'm every year they ask for a phone. And I've been fighting it and fighting it. They have a tablet. So, um, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, if they're going to get a phone, one thing I would recommend is like, lock that sucker mm. down like all the permissions mm. and stuff like that because i mean i went in on a good note but there's a lot of bad stuff on the internet and it's click yeah. away um it's just not worth it it's it's you know it's just not worth it like they'll they'll be better off they're, they're not missing I, anything you hold on you want the you want me to come bring them over here you could tell them that because apparently they don't but they don't <laughs> believe me when i say that um well, like I say all the time, you can pause the show right now to head over to the social media links or the media, uh, the uh, website link and the show notes. Tim, thank you so much for everything tonight. It has been a pleasure speaking to you. I have had a wonderful time with you. Everybody head over to chemicalfreebody.com. Tim, thank you so much. You have a great rest of your night. You too, Mark. And thanks for the listeners for tuning in. Thank you, as always, for listening to the 6AM Run Podcast. Again, I am your host, Mark Paisant. Please like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of this amazing content. If you can, we would love if you left us a review. Remember to follow us online and use hashtag 6AM Run to connect with the greatest group of runners and fitness enthusiasts in the world.